0: listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities, in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness, with your host, Rafika and Brother James.
1: Another night of getting it right with your finances. I'm your host, Rafika. My co-host, Brother James, is in the house, and our special co-host, Haru Niket is here. We are ready to roll up our sleeves and get ready to talk to you about and get some tips on managing your time, answering the question, does time really fly? What does it all mean? We have some strategies coming up on just looking at time as as something that's real and so, or rather than something that's intangible. We're going to get Haru right on the line. Uh, we're going to not do the healthy tip of the, of the day today because this show is packed with information and we don't want to take up too much of your time. So let's get uh Give you a moment to go get your pen and your paper so that you can take notes. I have my pen and my paper. I'm ready. Uh, my co-host will be joining us very shortly, but um, let's bring Haru in and get some updates on his seminar that he had last uh, week. Haru, are you here?
2: Yes, I'm here.
1: Yes, well, we, we had a
2: we had a, a, a fantastic seminar last week, and and it's so timely. You know, I think a lot of people have been paying attention to the news, and there's a big scare. You know, we see that the stock market is is plummeting. Um, We see that China is in trouble. We see Brazil is in trouble. We see that Russia is in trouble um, in terms of the economy. And it's it's really sending the stock market into a a nosedive. And the effect Mm -hmm. that has on people um, is that their 401K is really dropping in value, too. So, the average person now, from just January, has lost about seven thousand dollars in their 401k. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, you know, some of the things that that I talked about last week, and I'm actually having another seminar this week, if the snow allows us to, uh, is really what to do, you know, with your money. And I, I think the the show we're doing tonight, you know, time management, you know, and I'm going to get into timing, and time management, you know, are are inseparable. Um, really speaks to what what is happening now. Because if your timing is off, you lose everything. If your timing is correct and you act in the appropriate amount of time, then you can actually grow more wealth than you ever did in your life. And so, you know, I shared a lot of things last week at the seminar regarding, you know, what to do with your money uh, that's in the stock market, what to do with money that you have sitting around instead of putting it in the stock market. You know, the timing in terms of the the growth of real estate regionally and how to take advantage of that, even if you have a little bit of money. So, you know, we had a fantastic uh, turnout. We had a fantastic seminar. You know, everybody was well engaged. Everybody walked away um, extremely happy and, and with some very usable tips and tools uh, to be able to make their money grow. So I'm actually looking forward to doing it again this week. if the If the weather allows, if not, definitely going to do it, you know, the week after as well.
1: Now, Haru, just so that we can refresh, um, you know, the memory, the time for the uh, workshops is from 2 to 4, is that correct?
2: Correct, 2 to 4 on Sundays.
1: On Sundays. And you have a series of two more that followed the one that you had the past. Right, right,
2: just correct. And they're free. They're absolutely free. You know, and I think that scares people. I think we've been... Uh, so used to being hustled, you know. And I tell people, you know, I, I have a desire to share. Um, you know, I think we're a very underserved community. I think that, you know, we don't get the opportunities that other people do. There was an interesting article that came out on uh, Bloomberg.com today, and it and it was entitled, and I actually shared it on my insiders group page. If you guys get a chance to look at it, and it said, what are your chances of becoming a millionaire? And it said race is one of the biggest determining factors and whether you become a millionaire, and so it had Asians, it had whites, it had Latinos and it had african Americans and African Americans were at the bottom despite just having the same level of education um in terms of, of collegiate edu- education. We only had a six percent chance of becoming a millionaire as opposed to whites and Asians, which were a twenty something percent chance of becoming a millionaire uh, with the exact same um you know level of education and so you know one of the things that you know, it it brought out was that that type of education doesn't lead towards becoming a millionaire. And so you don't have the same opportunities. You don't have the same networking information. You don't have the same circles that you move in that lead you towards that. And so um, I've been very fortunate and I feel an an obligation, you know, to be able to share and give back to people because it doesn't take a dime out of my pocket to share. Um, Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, you know, it, it creates greater relationships which which means there's even a greater chance for all of us to prosper even more. So, you know, I, I don't hold back. It's not like I share a little bit and hold back some for myself. Um, You know, I stay on top of the game all the time. I'm in it every single day. So every day I come up with something new and, and you know, frequently come up with new uh, information. I share that information. You know, so, you know, people don't have to worry. It's not a, you know, it's not a pyramid scheme. There's no, you know, you don't have to sell anything and have a down line when you walk away. It's it's nothing like that. It's real solid information on entrepreneurship, real estate investing, and securities investing.
1: You know, Haru, I just want to clarify for our listening audience, you know, what it means when you say that you give a lot in your workshops because, um I take a lot of webinars, uh, technology tutorials for the consulting company, RCS, but the webinars are only little snippets, sort of like baits, for you to come in and buy the bigger package. So Mm -hmm. they never really give you enough to launch or to to take yourself to another level. They give some tips, but it's just never – it's never enough to make you feel comfortable that you could take those tips and really move forward and improve yourself with them, but when you come on to keys one o seven and your live seminars that I have you know uh people very close to me who have attended them, you walk away with some real strong strategies, and like you said, you give more than I think that peop- that average person expects when they come to your seminar so Keys 107 family, take advantage of this opportunity. And Haru, we're going to talk a little more about where that the the, um, the seminars are located um, a little towards the end of the show. But I want to go ahead and get right into our conversation on time because this is a, a peeve of mine and a long journey of just getting to the point where I feel like I'm managing time, but many times it just slips away and. Sometimes I just can't answer the question, where did time go?
2: (laughs) And I I think that's the question that most people have. You know, time management is probably the most difficult, but also the most critical task that has to be mastered by anyone that's trying to grow wealth. And when I say grow wealth, that's whether you're an entrepreneur, you're an investor, uh, saving for retirement, anything that you're trying to do uh, where it involves growing wealth then you have to understand time management. And one thing that I think most people don't grasp is that there's a difference between uh, clock time. You know, there's, there's time where you have 24 hours of the day, seven days a week. We all we all understand clock time, but what most people mm-hmm. don't understand is, is timing. And there's a difference between clock time and timing. Um, when we use clock time, you know, humans are, are very poor predictors of how much time it takes to get things done. And so we we just look at the clock and we say, well it's twenty four hours, this should take an hour, and we just pile up a whole bunch of things and that's very unrealistic. And what it does is it it throws off the timing of things that are critical and that have to be done. So the difference between time and timing, timing is doing things benefit you most. So time management is really the process of organizing and planning not only how much time you'll spend on specific activities, but most importantly, when they will be done to gain the maximum benefit. And I think if you put that in perspective, then it it changes a lot of what we do. So instead of just overloading yourself with a bunch of tasks, it says, okay, I need to do certain things at a certain time to gain the maximum result. And so when we begin to understand that, it kind of leads us into understanding the value of time. You know, a lot of people say time is money, and I I really don't think they really grasp how time really is money. Um, You know, we've moved primarily into a service economy. So time is the currency of the 21st century. And, you know, in in order to really appreciate that, you have to learn to put a value on your time. So I'm going to just share a little story so I can illustrate what I mean when putting a value on your time. I do I do a lot of business consulting, and I might have shared this story once before. But I do a lot of business consulting, and I used to be afraid to ask for the money that uh, was appropriate for the the services that I offered. So you know, I was putting together a proposal one time for a business owner, and he wanted to take his business to a seven figure business instead of a six figure business. And I put together this proposal, and I, I knew it was fantastic. And, you know, I used to ask businesses for $1,000, $2,000 for them to make seven figures, which really doesn't make sense when you put it in perspective. But I decided that day I was going to ask him for $10,000 because I believe the plan, if he invested $10,000, would get him to a seven-figure income. So I worked on this thing really hard, and we had a meeting. And, you know, I went through the proposal with him, and he was very excited. And he said, wow, he said, this is great. He said, so how much is it going to cost me? And I thought for a second, and I looked him in the eyes, and I said, $30,000. And he said, is that it? And I was (laughs) (laughs) – you know, it kind of threw me back because I I realized the value that I was offering. And so when I realized that, I realized that I was wasting time doing things that didn't bring me the amount of income that my time deserved. And Mm. so when I figured that out, when I figured that out, I I stopped doing – mundane tasks that could be paid for with minimum wage my time is worth more than minimum wage so i don't do minimum wage work anymore and i think we have to appreciate that because when you spend your time doing minimum wage work you lose a part of your life see time is also life and Mm. you can't get that back see you know we can get even if we talk about dollars and cents we can get dollars and cents back but we can't get time back and the reason that we make money Is simply to get our time back because you want to spend that time um, fostering relationships with your family and your loved ones, your friends. Mm -hmm. You want to take that time enjoying experiences in life um, that that are are unforgettable, that are impactful. And so time is life and time is money. And so when you begin to value that and you understand timing, when you put all those things in perspective – then you start understanding that I have to get control of this. Um, you know, timing and life kind of go hand in hand, too, uh, especially, you know, I, I know people who were athletic. You know, I was an athlete, so I know a lot of people who are athletic, and they had these athletic goals, and they didn't realize there's a small window of opportunity when your body can give you the maximum performance. And they let time slip away, and they found themselves in a position to be unable to pursue those dreams. You know, I know some some women who decided to uh, put off starting a family um, because they had certain career aspirations, but they wanted a family, and time flew by because they didn't manage that time, and they kind of missed that window of opportunity when it was best for them to, to raise a family. And so we really have to get a grasp on it because, you know, we understand that time waits for no one. And if you let opportunities pass you by, especially in today's economy when opportunities are like a flash. They come and they go so quickly that if your timing is off, then you can't take advantage of them. So um, we gotta we gotta really get a hold of that. So when we start looking at that, we say, okay. So we understand that there are certain benefits that come along with that. One, when you get a hold of your time, your productivity is so much greater, and and and, and you and you become so efficient that you can produce so much more in a shorter amount of time. And if you can produce more in a shorter amount of time, that also translates into income, and so you get a greater output with less effort, which means you reserve energy, you save time, you increase income um, also one of the things that's important you know is your reputation. There are certain people who have developed a reputation for never being on time, for never completing a project on time, for never you know, completing business uh, things on time. And so it makes you not want to deal with them because your expectations of them are low. You don't want to be that person. Your professional reputation oftentimes uh, is predicated on how well you manage your time. So if you're always late for meetings, if you never call back when you say you will, if you never hand things in like you're supposed to, your reputation is tarnished. And it's hard to to fix that when people have in their mind that you're the person who never gets things done on time. Um, another benefit of time management I think that we, we overlook is the reduction of stress. It is stressful to always be right on the cusp of a deadline, always trying to get it done with the fear of a loss if we don't get things done. You know, my, my oldest son is, is really interesting because um, – he says, Dad, you know I do my best work when I'm under pressure. And no, you don't. Nobody does their best work. That's that's a, a thing that people do to justify not managing time well. And you might be able to pull something off in a short amount of time, but you definitely definitely not do your best work in a short amount of time under stress. And so when you give yourself the opportunity to create the best outcome, you have to manage your time in order to do that uh when people look also another benefit when people look at who they're going to choose and some people decide to stay on a job I I don't understand why but some people will decide to stay on the job when people look at opportunities for advancement when the boss decides somebody needs to advance one of the things they're going to look at is punctuality in terms of being there on time um the timing in terms of of getting things done um uh, how how much time you spend wasting uh, doing nothing, and how much time you spend being productive. So it, it also creates these opportunities for advancement. Um, so we we really need to, to to get a grasp on that and understand that time management has these greater greater benefits than than what some of us think. You know, it's not just creating a schedule for the day and just running through it. It's it's understanding the the time benefit in terms of. uh, Income is understanding the benefit in terms of, of creating less stress. It's benefits of creating a greater life experience. So, you know, we really want to get a hold of this thing, and I know it still seems abstract to a lot of people, what is this time management thing? And because most people often confuse time management and crisis management, and there's a big difference, when you put yourself under the gun, Sometimes you run around and you become what I call a firefighter, and most people are firefighters. Um, any little thing that pops up, they run around stomping out the fires all day long, stomping out the fires all day long, and it takes them away from the tasks that they, they really need to get done. But what most people don't understand is that most small fires really don't need your attention at all because they burn themselves out without any serious consequence. So you definitely don't want to be what I call a firefighter trying to stomp out the fires all day long. Um, that's a waste of your time, and you'll never be able to focus on things that are, are of critical importance. Um, and one of the things that we also don't understand is that if you had done things on time, usually they don't develop into a crisis anyway. And so there's this, this vicious cycle that occurs when you don't do things on time and it creates crisis situations and you're stopping out the you know, fires trying to deal with the crisis and then it creates more crises, and then you don't get other things done, and it creates a new crisis, and it's that vicious cycle. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. They, you know, try to manage crises all day, so they never get to do the things that are, are important on time. So there, there are a lot of different things that, you know, we really need to begin to look at, and you know, when we talk about wasting time, and I'm sure everybody can come up with a million things that they they do that waste time, but there are really a lot of uh, important ones, I think, five really big time wasters uh, that we really need to examine. And, you know, the first one, especially for entrepreneurs, and and most people suffer from this too, I call it the entrepreneur's curse. And the entrepreneur's curse is trying to do everything yourself. (laughs) I think, (laughs) and and I know I suffered from that for a long time, being a, a, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. You know, being a recovering perfectionist, you think that things have to be done your way, um, because only you can do them right, you know, especially if it's your project, your baby, your your big idea, you want it done a certain way, and the reality is, is there's not enough real time in the day for you to do everything. There's not enough time for you to develop the skill set, there's not enough time for you to to uh, do it effectively and still be able to manage everything else. So one of the things I mentioned earlier is that I don't do minimum wage tasks anymore. You know, it's it's easier for me to have somebody else do it. And so there are uh, certain now uh, opportunities for people to really inexpensively get things done. And I've mentioned this on the show before, but TaskRabbit is a phenomenal uh, site where you can basically um, hire people very inexpensively to do every single type of mundane task you can imagine whether it's picking up your laundry or hanging curtains for you or um taking care of your mail or anything that that would take away time from the things that are critically important any type of mundane task um that's not high skill level um you can get taskrabbit somebody on taskrabbit to be able to do that for you um, there's another good site delivery.com if you want food from a restaurant, if you want your groceries delivered, if you want your laundry done, delivery.com is somebody who does do that very inexpensively uh, for you. So that, again, saves time. And those are tasks that have to be done all the time. They're, they're very routine, mundane tasks, but they take up a lot of time. When you think about the amount of time you spend having to do laundry or grocery shopping or going out to buy food, uh, it, it takes up a, a good chunk of time that can be dedicated to something else. Um, when you talk about higher level skills, uh, whether you're talking about legal things or, or writing or translating or tech stuff, you can go on a site called elance.com and you can find someone um, there who would do something for you. So there's certain type of skills I think that, you know, uh, besides the mundane things that we should look at outsourcing as well. If it's something that's super highly skilled, a very highly skilled uh, type of, of thing where you don't really have the skills, such as IT support or even accounting or things like that. Instead of racking your brain and, and struggling through it, it's easier to hire somebody to do stuff like that. Um, so anything that's highly repetitive, also your accounts payable, data entry, shipping, you know things that are again mundane tasks. It's always better to get somebody else to do that. Your job as a as a, a wealth producer. Is to have a, a vision, and then get other people to drive that vision. So yeah. you, your job is to think about how how am I going to make more money, you know? Um, how am I going to make this this business grow? How am I going to make my investments grow? That's your job. Let somebody else do the mundane tasks, so you can focus heavily on those type of things. So doing it yourself is is, is really, like I said, an entrepreneur's curse. Um, and there there actually are. Hmm, Maybe I'll save this for a little later But let me just go through the list And then I have some, some great resources uh, That people can use to get Other people to really do Everything for you um, So the this, this second Big time waster And this one's a tough one For certain people and, and a little easier for others is saying yes to everything
1: oh my Every goodness.
2: time somebody <laughs> Is that you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah, not knowing how to say no.
2: Exactly, exactly. That is a major problem. You know, sometimes we, we don't want to offend people or we just – there's a thing also called reciprocal altruism. And reciprocal altruism says if I'm nice to other people, then they, perhaps they'll be nice to me. And the reality is that it doesn't work that way. And so you're always saying yes, um, and you're always giving, and there's always somebody taking and they're not always giving back. And so it becomes this lopsided relationship where you're giving a, giving all of your time and somebody else is reaping all of the benefit and you're neglecting your own stuff. And so, you know, it's a practice. You have to practice saying no
3: mm-hmm. because
2: you, you just really can't help everybody all the time. And so uh, it is difficult, but people will survive if you say no. And so you have to, you know, <laughs> you have to actively practice that skill.
1: You know, Haru, I want to add to that something that I that I have I have learned through the school of hard knocks, which is what you're talking about. Um, uh, many times in my early days of business, I would take a a, a client and put myself into or my ideology about the way. Business works, or what I would do. In other words, if I were you, I wouldn't do that. So I would never undermine somebody for um, a, a job negotiation for a skill level. But right. that—that's a bad practice because the other person is not thinking that way. Many times, they're not looking at you and saying, "Well, I would never do that to you," <laughs> because I don't—I yeah. wouldn't do that to me. Right. So putting yourself into somebody else or how you feel and how you think into a business deal is not a good practice.
2: Not at all. So, um, what is you know? Let me let me go back because you know I think not doing things yourself is, is just so important. I think um, you know I don't know if people really grasp you know how to, how to get that done and how easy it is to get that done. So let me share a few resources. Um, I think for a lot of people, hiring a what you call a virtual assistant or you know a support person is, is, is it seems expensive, but it's really not. And there there are quite a bit of, of, of different resources and opportunities for you to do that. And one that's very specific is called Red Butler. And Red Butler, it's like a concierge service, but it has some like VIP perks with it as well. And when when I say that. You have a, a, a virtual assistant that can help you with tasks, but they also have connections. So when I say concierge service, so, for instance, if you said, um, I want to be able to take a friend of mine to the Lion King, they'll use their resources to get tickets for the Lion King for you. Um, and so, uh, if, you know, they deal with different uh, business aspects of of. of you know, helping you out, but they also deal with the other aspects in terms of uh, upgrading you to like executive status. So if you have a business, that's really important. A lot of Fortune 500 companies, you know, use Red Butler, but believe it or not, it's really inexpensive. So for about $99 a month, um, you know, you can use, you can get up to 10 requests uh, for them to do different things for you. Um, And they have other, you know, plans that, that go higher. But Red Butler, if, if you needed a concierge service, is it, really good. And you have a, a resource called Fancy Hands. Fancy Hands helps you to coordinate meetings, do purchases for you, they'll do research for you, and they'll also manage things in your personal life. So Fancy Hands is a, is a really good resource of uh, virtual assistance, and that's U.S.-based. And that one's a lot less expensive. They have plans at around $25 a month. So, if you just need somebody to to really coordinate and and organize your life for you in your business, Fancy Hands is good. Um, it's another one called EA Help. They do strictly administrative tasks. So each of these things they offer something different. If you need somebody to do, and I know back in when paper was was big, I used to send out snail mail every single week uh, as advertising, and I would literally have. Hundreds and hundreds of letters that had to be, you know, written out and folded and stamped and and brought to the post office, and so you know they they do things like that. They do a lot of the administrative things that you would need, uh, so they become like a, a virtual executive assistant, you know, for you. Um, they'll do emails, they'll do texts, they Skype for you, you know, they do all those type of things, which again saves you a lot of time. Um, there's a fourth one called virtual assistant, a uh, virtual assist. USA, and they do something very similar, but they they do more than the administrative tasks. They'll do administrative tasks, marketing, which is big, um, and they do very creative uh, types of of remote support type of things for you. So that one's really good, and that one's good because it's a pay-as-you-go type of thing, so there's no retainer. You don't have to do a monthly subscription. If you need somebody, you just call, you know, uh, Virtual Assist USA and you can do it, you know, as you need them. Um, time, et cetera, is another one. That's Time ETC. Uh, they do a very similar thing where you don't have to have uh, them all the time. You know, they have a, a, a price of about 20, $25 an hour, between 19 and $25 an hour. So there's no retainer, but you pay by the hour, and you get a virtual assistant. Um, again, it's U.S.-based. You know, there are different ones that are international, but this is a U.S.-based one, and you play, pay as you go. So that one's pretty decent, too. Um, and they'll do things like screen resumes for you if you're hiring. They'll do identity checks for you. They'll verify education, employment history. So they're pretty good, too, if you, especially if you need somebody just to uh, to screen uh, applicants and things for you. Um, there's another one. Let me just give you one or two more. Uh, tasks every day is a really good one, but that one is is based in India. So, but they have people that can speak English and they have over 400 virtual assistants with different skill sets. So the good part of that is you have people who do research for you, bookkeeping, graphic design, search engine optimization. They have a variety of skills Um, and they also speak English as well. And they're very inexpensive. You're talking about about $6.98 an hour. So, you know, there are a lot of different resources that are available for people um, to find somebody to do those mundane tasks, and and some not as mundane tasks, some of the skill sets that are are technologically advanced that you don't have time to learn. So, you know, it's really important that you free up as much of your time as possible to really dedicate to the tasks that are, are super important. Let me get back to my other list of the, the, the time well,
1: waiting No, While you're okay, getting sorry. back to the list, Haru, just want to make an announcement to our listening our listeners. Those of you that have called in to listen, we welcome you to the Keys 107 and just want to let you know that if you want to ask Haru a question or make a comment or add to the conversation, you have to press the number one on your keypad so that uh, I'll know, I'm looking at the switchboard, I see your numbers, I'll know to bring you in to ask a question. And just want to give that call-in number out to those of you who may be listening online. The number is 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618. And um, we are now talking about the top five time wasters um, with Haroon the yeah. cat. And, and I just want to two. remind
2: people, please do not be shy about calling in. Um and those of you who are shy, you can definitely send uh a message and and I'll definitely get back to you. But I would prefer that you ask the question live because other people might have the exact same question. So don't be shy.
1: Yes. And the chat room <laughs> is open in Blog Talk Radio as well, and you can type in your question there and we'll be happy to share that question with Haru.
2: So uh, number two was saying thing, yes to everybody. So the, number three, which is a big time waster, and everybody can relate. And it's, it's very strange to me because it's it's really something over the last few years where it's taken off. And this one is constantly checking your email, cell phone, and social
1: media. Oh, I my most- God.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Haru, People- you know. Oh let's just go ahead go ahead well I'll wait no, 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 go okay. ahead. Are, are, are
2: you are you are you one of the addicts because we no have a I am class. not
1: an addict i have given up I have given that up um i oh. I do time i i talk about email management and i mm. I talk about one point with when I'm doing a live uh, online class is that if you're at the point where at three o'clock in the morning you have a ding. And you wake up and you look at your phone and you check to see who that is. If you're going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you're taking your phone and you're checking email, you got a problem.
2: Um, Yes, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) So how do we overcome that problem? It is very difficult for some people. uh, I I think because people like to be popular. I think that's one of the, the big problems. But... You have to make yourself less available, so you have to set aside time when you make yourself available to check emails, to, you know, check your messages, or that you'll answer your phone, and you have to stick to it. Um, You know, I set aside a time early in the day and a time later in the evening. After a certain point in time, don't bother calling me because I'm not going to answer and leave a message, and I'll get back to you the next time I'm checking messages, which would would be the next day. And so yes. I think it's very difficult for people to do that, but you can get stuck just because that's like crisis management again. Somebody sends a text, you've got to answer. Somebody sends an email, you feel you've got to answer it. If it's a text or an email, it's already memorialized. It's there. It's not going anywhere.
1: It's not so, going. Say it again. It's not going anywhere. You know what? And Haru, that's that's the thing. And then prioritize those emails. You know, things yes. that don't need immediate response don't respond right away.
2: Right. Right, <laughs> and definitely you don't have to answer your phone. You know, we, they, people can leave a message, and um, you know, and I, and I think we also have to, I think, make people aware of that. And so they don't feel away. way, you know, you can't just call me anytime, you can't call me, and I'm not going to answer on the weekend, I'm not going to answer at, after a certain hour, I'm not going to answer early in the morning, um, there's a certain time when you can reach me, and you have to respect that, if you respect
1: my time,
2: then you'll respect that, you know, oh, so... Absolutely.
1: It, which leads and me you, to the and next And you hit one. it on the head. If you if you tell people your clients that these are my hours and I and I I don't have my phone on because the expectation with cell phones with email is that there will be a twenty four hour response. Like you're on twenty four hours seven days a week with anybody <laughs> and everybody that has the connection to you. Right. And that's how you,
2: you, can send a message or by email twenty four hours. At, you know, whenever it hits you. It can be three or four in the morning. Just don't expect an answer at that time. So it doesn't it doesn't stop them from you know their hours. If they, you're up at three in the morning, feel free to send a, a, an email. I'm just not going to see it. Um, which, which, <laughs> that leads me to the next one is is you have to be aware of what I call time thieves. Time thieves are people that waste your time. Oh, That's people right. that always show up late, people that don't show up at all, people that just pop up and think they can have your time, people that take your time and talk excessively um What I find is usually the people who who offer the least will take up the most of your time they won't they won't pay for your time, they won't respect your time, but they want to chew up all of your time and so oh. Yeah, time thieves will chew up every ounce of time you have if you allow them to. So you have to, one, practice yourself and demand punctuality. Um, There was one time I had a a young man who I I, I spoke at at Seton Hall once in New Jersey. And there was a young man who came up to me and he said, you know, I'd really like to be able to take you to lunch and pick your brain one day. And normally, I don't do it because my time is worth more than lunch. But he was a very nice young man, and I wanted to give a young man an opportunity because he seemed very ambitious. And we set a date, and we set a time. And I think he was supposed to meet me around 1 o'clock. And uh, 1 o'clock came, and 1 o'clock left. And he sent me a text and said he was stuck on a train from New Jersey, and 2 o'clock came and 2 o'clock left. And he showed up at 3 o'clock and really thought I was going to give him some of my time. And, you know, had I not thought the way I do. So one of the things that I do to to really deal with people who are latecomers, I overbook my time, meaning that I'll give myself a task to do that's not critical but has to be done that I can do if a person doesn't show up. That way the time is not lost forever. So, you know, it's important that you, you do that. So had I not given myself something to do during that time, I really would have been upset.
3: Mm. You know, so
2: um, you you really have to be, be conscious of time thieves um, and call them to task, too. You know, um, if they were supposed to be there and they had one hour and they showed up a half hour late, now you get it half an hour. I'm not You're not going to get more of my time um, because people will do that. They'll waste a half hour of your time and then expect that half hour to be added on on the end and so you have to learn again to say no and people have to pay for that so time thieves are, are you know really really draining some people call them time vampires cuz they drain your time
1: uh Oh a succubus, what, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so one of the, the the uh the fifth one that's really big and I don't understand it, it never really made sense to me, is meetings. People, for some reason, especially when they're in business, think you have to have a lot of meetings. And meetings really are a holdover from the days when communication was inefficient. When communication was inefficient, you had to gather everybody together to ensure that the message was transmitted from one person to the entire group the way that you wanted it transmitted. Well, today we have technology that allows you to efficiently transmit Uh, information, you can send one email, blast it out to everybody, they'll get it when they get it, you can send a text, you can have a short phone conversation, you can Skype really quickly. There's no need for all these long, drawn-out meetings. So whether you're the one who's calling the meetings or you're the one who has to be dragged into the meetings, it's a time waster. So now, uh, because communication is very efficient and it can go from top to bottom in a single press of a button, we need to get rid of the meetings.
1: Mm. Well, you know, the face-to-face meetings have been replaced with the conference calls.
2: Right, but, people the, but it's still are a waste of time.
1: <laughs> killing you with conference calls.
2: Well, let me share a secret about meetings anyway. Most of the time you have people in the meeting, and the meeting is inefficient because there are different personality types. There are four basic personality types. You have what you call the innovator. And the innovator is the type of person who's always coming up with a fantastic idea, ideas just all the time, can't follow up on anything, but they're the they're the change agents of the world. They just create, 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 create from <laughs> idea after idea. And then you have what you call a strategist. The strategist is a person who can take any idea and figure out how to make it work. Uh, they love a new challenge. They love to create plans. They love all these things. They they don't necessarily come up with the idea, but they can make anything work. They always want to find a way to make things work. They just don't want to do the work. They want to create the plan and not do the execution. <laughs> then you have, right? It's, it's these personality types. Um, uh, then you have uh, what you call a detailer. A detailer is a person who can take the information and organize it and make it make sense. Um and then we have a, a, a person that uh, challenges everything. There's, there's this person who challenges, no matter what you say, they're, they're like the skeptic. You know, they, they, everything is wrong. But they're the quality control agents of the world. So you can't have those four personality types in the meeting at the same time. <laughs> and it's, you, you can't because nothing will ever get done. The innovator will keep coming up with new ideas. The person who challenges will always challenge. The person who's a strategist wants to just get, a, get on a plan, and the detailer does not want to be there. They just want you to give them a task and let them organize it and, and take it away. So the reality is that the innovator and the strategist need to meet because the innovator has an idea, the strategist gets the idea and can run with it. And the challenger, which we actually I call the an analyzer, Um, The the strategist takes their plan to the analyzer. The analyzer challenges it and and finds out uh, what could possibly go wrong. The strategist takes that information back to the innovator. They fix it. They never go back to the analyzer because they'll always find something wrong. Once they fix it, they take that information to the detailer. The detailer runs with it, organizes it, uh, disseminates tasks to different people, and that's how you get things done in business. If everybody's in the meeting at the same time, you just waste time. Mm. And so even if you if you decide to do a meeting, whether it's a virtual meeting or, or it's a live meeting, that's the order that it has to go in if you want uh, efficiency and productivity.
1: So we're going we're gonna to hold that thought, Haru, because maybe that's another show. Let's talk about yes. in another show how do you identify those mm. personalities in order to facilitate that meeting effectively.
2: Yes, because that's how you create a a proper team, by the way.
1: Okay, wow. All right, we just got our next show. You're listening (laughs) to Keys 107, and we're talking about time management, getting a better grip on just what that means with business consultant and financial advisor and author Haru Niket. And you can reach Haru right now on uh, this show by calling in at 213-943-3618, or you can email us at suggestions at keys 107 networkcom or you can inbox Haru on his Facebook page because he's on that page now. Is that Insiders Group, Haru, or Haru and the Cat?
2: Yes. Um, Insiders Group.
1: Okay, you can send him a message, or you can just jump on to Keys 107 and uh, inbox Rafika Soares or James T. Mohammed. My co-host, James, is coming on right after the break, and I think, um, Haru, if you're finished with um, big-time waster number five, we can just go right into a commercial and then come back and talk about some time assessments and get into the 80-20 rule and what's new updates with that and prioritize and purge and a lot more. So are you good with that? Yes. Okay, so we're going to go to a quick commercial break
3: The Keys 107 will be right back
0: for fashions that bring out the best in you go to moon107.com that's m-a-u-n 107.com we feature organic hair and skin products pink Himalayan sea salt women tunic tops children's books jewelry organized. Visit us on the web at moon107.com. M-A-U-N 107.com. The first hour of family has turned up in The Alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle, but get your copy today. For more information, go to www.theflufffamily.com.
2: Rafika Consultants and Services Technology Trainers, do you need help making your computer or smartphone work for you? Whether it's managing your email, navigating Windows 8, working with MS Office, creating videos for YouTube, or any other technology need, our friendly and expert trainers are ready to help you get it right. We also provide public relations and web design project management. For more information, contact us at www.RafikaCS.com
4: or on Facebook at Rafika Consultants and Services. To the keys, 107, with your
1: host, so we're back uh, with Haru Niket, and Haru has offered us a wealth of information so far. It's really enough that we can say, pack it up. Haru, I've got
3: three pages <laughs> of
1: notes, and I'm really, really enjoying today's conversation because you have hit home on many fronts once again <laughs> And I think we we, we Talked about uh, five uh, Time wasters which is really Critical when you're trying to understand Does time really Fly maybe it never flew Maybe you just wasted it
3: <laughs> Right
1: <laughs> um, Brother James I know that you're talking, but I just want to let you know that your voice is not coming through the mic.
4: Wow. There we go. There you go. You There's now? that
5: voice. <laughs>
4: well, Niket, a great show as as always, and I hope that all is well with you, my, my brother. Um, yes, everything is well, Thank you. Yes, you have said so much. And I wanted to say that um, as I'm listening on, you know, one of the things that caught my attention is that you said, or uh, I think I heard it, that time is today's currency. Did you yes. point it that way or did I hear it that way?
2: You heard it that way. Well, it's the currency right. of the 21st okay. century. Yes, absolutely. Yes, okay. I,
4: I agree with that. I, I say to you that, um, you know, um, we must learn to respect time because respecting time is is actually giving respect to life and Mm -hmm. some of the other things that kind of you still on in terms of um, time versus timing, you know, I had a good friend of mine who always used to remind us that timing is the excellence of motion. And if you move too soon, it could be death. And if you move too slow, it could be death. So timing has a, a, a distinct element in it. it sometimes it's intuitive and if you're talking about a, in the business sense if you um um move your money too slowly you might lose it if you move it too quickly or you move it you know if you move it in the wrong direction you can lose it so timing is is just critical it's intuitive it's an, and it's it's um having knowledge but also having the opportunity to take a risk and knowing that this is the time to do it. Um, I I, I was just feeling that. And then as you went on to talk in the last 40 minutes, I wrote down words that kind of helped me to understand my philosophy of dealing with time. And um, uh, I know we're going to go into assessments, but I believe that um, routines, you know, routines Mm -hmm. help you um, to you know, get through time quickly when you can do when you have a routine that you do. It, it helps you um, manage your time better. I like to when I go into a meeting, or even even a telephone conference, that I'll have an agenda, and that my agenda is always prioritized. So I organize my thoughts. So organization, priorities, agendas, preparedness, routines, help me to develop structure and discipline as it regards to time. And lastly, with that. You know, um, discipline and structure, this is a quote from the Honorable Minister Farrakhan as of today. Discipline and structure is what we need in order to take control of our lives and that which is all around us. So if we apply that to our time, you know, that we have a discipline and structure, we can manage our time a whole lot better. And lastly, I want to try not to be redundant. Because that eats up time, and that's a that's one of my pet peeves of being redundant. So I'm trying not to do that. But anyways, I didn't want to break your train of thought because I know we we're gonna go into assessments, and um, I'm gonna let you go right into the next uh, phase of your your talk because you do a excellent uh, in the time that we give you. You give us a lot for the time. Thank you, my brother. Thank
2: you. Thank you. And, and thank you for sharing, you know, everything that you just shared. I think that that's so important. And, and one of the things that popped to mind uh, when you said that was really about efficiency. When you look at, at an airplane pilot, there's a, a checklist of things that they do routinely and redundantly so that they don't miss any steps, so that everything is done mm-hmm. properly. And so, you know, um, you talked about a discipline. Discipline can work in our favor or not right because poor discipline is a bad habit you know we do something routinely that's and we waste time as a habit and so you know you begin to break that by creating those systems to get you in a positive habit which becomes what we call discipline so i really want to thank right. you for for you know en- enhancing you know what i was saying so that's that's really important
3: now right. um,
2: in order to to do that it requires us to have an assessment of where in the world our time is going you know we keep talking about time flies but where is it flying to and sometimes in order to, <laughs> in order to get a handle on that you have to take a, about a week because we mm. we are creatures of habit you know we are creatures of habit and we do the same things pretty much routinely whether we're aware of them or not right it becomes a, a discipline when we're conscious of it but it just becomes habit when we're not conscious of it so if we perform what I call a time assessment, meaning that we just get a little journal, and, and nowadays it can be an electronic journal or just a piece of paper, and we keep a diary of what we've done, you know, how we spent our time and the results of spending that time, because that's important too. Not just what you spent your time on, but the results of spending the time uh, on that particular activity. Did it manifest the results that you expected? Um you know, did you complete the things that you set out to do? Um, you know, all the, everything that you did, just do it for about a week, and that week will pretty much be the same as every other week because, again, we're creatures of habit. Once you get hmm. that baseline assessment, then you'll understand that you know there's a there's a you know they used to call it the eighty twenty rule, um, and it was really Pareto principle. Uh, it was a, this Italian economist in 1896 that actually came up with the, the principle. And the 80-20 rule basically stated that um, roughly 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. So in in the case of time, basically 20% of your time created 80% of your outcomes and 80% of your time only created 20% of your outcomes, which means basically you wasted 80% of your time. Well, that was in 1896, and that was probably correct, probably uh, in, into the 20th century, but now with the advent of technology, we understand or we feel that time is moving so much faster and because of technology, it gives us the ability to create greater results with less effort, which means that it creates less time. So we've actually trans transferred to a time uh, where we actually have now the 90-10 rule. And so we have basically 90% of the effects come from 10% of the the causes. Um, And and that shift also, you know, going into other economic things where 10% controls 90% of the wealth. And so we've moved from the 80-20 rule from 1896 actually to the 90-10 rule. So if you do your time assessment, you'll discover that you are wasting 90% of your time because 90% of your time is only giving you 10% of your desired results. So if you're wasting 90% of your time, you need to stop doing those things that are time wasters. So we all will discover, whether it's it's going on social media too often, whether it's watching TV too often, whether it's saying yes to too many people, whether it's crisis management, that we're blowing the greater portion of our lives. And so you, you need to begin to prioritize. You need to begin to look at, What's most important of the of the ten percent of the things that we're doing is creating ninety percent of our positive results. We need to focus more time on that. We need to p- focus more energy on that, and we need need to begin to purge some of the other things. We need to, to get rid of those things, the the, the things that are uh, are wasting our, our money, the things that are wasting our, our our lives. We need to begin to purge ourselves of those type of activities. So. You know, it it begins to be really important now when you understand the loss and you understand how the potential gain, then it it puts things in perspective. That allows us to say, okay, how do we get a hold of this? Now, I always say to people that technology overcomes biology, where it becomes difficult. And it's true because it's very difficult as as human beings because we have our flaws. It's very difficult for us to get a handle on certain things, but technology overcomes the limitations of biology. And so time management really is about resource management. And when we understand resource management, it's how do we effectively use our human resources And how do we effectively use the technology that that we have at our disposal to use our time better to get better and greater results? So we talked about the human resources earlier when I was talking about some of the, you know, different um, virtual assistants and things like that. And there there are others. There, you know, there's ODesk and there's uh, VTurk for inventions and there's, you know, just so many of them that will allow us to take advantage of, of human resources outside of our own uh, efforts. And they're very inexpensive. You know, as a matter of fact, people say they can't afford it. And I say, you can't afford not to do it because the the results are going to be so tremendously um, impactful. Uh, Your income is going to grow so much more. It's going to cover the cost of whatever you had to lay out Um, where if you're using all your time to do it, you're going to get a minimal output um, and minimal income from that. So, you know, we got to understand that we got to manage our, our resources properly in order to create the efficiencies that save us the time. So how do we do that? Uh, when I say maximize technology, at your fingertips, you can pretty much organize your entire life and have access to the world. You know, smartphones, you know, they haven't been around long, but, you know, they, they've just changed the way we do everything, you know, just at your fingertips. So you got to begin to, Organize yourself You need to begin to And when I say organize You got to organize your environment Your work environment When I, when I first got out on my own I, I quit my job and decided to go into business for myself One of the most difficult things For me was to, to get organized And you know I, I'm uh, I'm not ashamed to say it now Because my desk looks nice and neat But if you had come in my office When I first started out you would have a hard time finding me behind the stack of papers that was on my desk. You know, it was so cluttered because I didn't know how to organize things that papers were just stacked up almost to the ceiling. Um, things were just, you know, not in a, an orderly fashion. And it was difficult to be successful when the, when the space was cluttered, it was difficult for me to think it was difficult for me to, to do the things I had to do. It was difficult for me to find what I had to find because my environment wasn't conducive to that. So the first one of the first things you got to do to get a handle on this thing is really begin to to organize your environment. So make sure it's, it's the lighting is proper, you know, sometimes you have to they have these nice little lights that create like a natural light. Um it's easier for you to, to function in that. Uh, make sure the temperature is right. Most people like 70 degrees, you know. So Make sure the temperature is comfortable. Make sure the environment is, is spacious enough for you to, to do what you have to do. You have to create a, a an environment conducive to success in order for you to be able to get control. So organize your environment. Um, when I say organize your mind, sometimes sometimes you got to take time out to reflect and, and just take a moment. I walk every morning. My walk every morning, I walk for about three, four miles every single morning and it gives me time to put things in perspective and get my day organized, you know. So it's important that whatever you do, some people like to meditate, whatever it is that you do, before you get into all the tasks of the day, get your mind together. Um, There are ways to organize it. There's also technology for that. Like some people like lists, and so you have uh, Trello. Trello is T-R-E-L-L-O. is a great resource to do that. Um, Workspacey which is W-O-R-K-S-P-A-C-Y, or you have Evernote. And those things are are ways for you to begin to organize your day uh, using the latest technology. And and you can just go online and, uh, you know, do that. You have to – one thing that Brother James mentioned, you have to create systems. And how do you create systems? Systems are important, again, so that you don't make mistakes and so that you have efficiency and so that you use your time the best way possible. If you're in business, you have to have systems for your human resources, you have to have systems for your, your finances, you have to have systems for your operations, and you have to have systems for your marketing. Um, if you don't have systems, then you don't. Then things don't work uh, synergistically. If they don't work synergistically, then, it, then you don't necessarily get the best outcomes. As a matter of fact, you can't even measure your proper outcomes or whether you, you reach the desired outcome if you don't have systems in place. So you have to create these systems every single day, uh, so that you don't waste time trying to reinvent the wheel all the time. Also, create what I call self-organization time. There's a you know there's a, a, a saying that every minute spent planning saves ten minutes in execution, and that is so important. So instead of trying to just play it by ear, you create a plan ahead of time. So self-organization time for me was it is the night before. Um, I create a set of things, desired outcomes, tasks, that I have to complete for the next day. I review that in the morning. Um, I get it done or I do the best I can at getting it done. I review at night what I was able to get done, why I was able to get it done or not able to get it done, and if that thing needs to transfer to the next day. And so you got to set aside time every single day, morning and night, for self-organization time. You know, that's critical. Um You know, creating systems. I create systems for myself just on how I operate during the day, and I call it living off-peak. And living off-peak is I never schedule to do things during the most popular times of the day. And I'll give you an example. I never go to the bank on a Friday, especially between 12 and 1 o'clock. I never go to the bank on on the 15th or the 30th of the month. Um, uh, I don't go to the post office around holiday time. Um, you know, I, I try to schedule my day when, when it's off peak, when everybody else is, is busy doing whatever it is that they're, they're doing, I'm scheduling my time to be in those places as opposed to the busy times. I think that's important if you're, especially if you're an entrepreneur and your time is yours, that you begin to think like that. It doesn't make sense for you to stand on a long line when long lines don't exist in certain places all day long. You know, um... You know, I, I just think some of those things are critical, and, and in terms of organizing yourself, sometimes there's also this long gap between when we have an idea and we take action. And you know, when we again we talk about timing. You know, it's so important that th- that you live in a situation where uh, there's no gap. When you have when you have the idea, you immediately move on it. You don't waste time. There's no reason for you to waste time, especially when we live in a time when uh, things are moving faster than ever And opportunities are disappearing faster than ever You, you know, we don't have the, the ability to waste that time That little gap in between uh, One of the things we have to also do Is really learn to understand our productivity cycle Everybody has a different cycle Like some people say, I'm a morning person You know, Some people say, I'm a night person Some people live during the middle of the day you you really need to begin to know yourself and understand your own body, and understand your most productive hours. And I think if you go back to the the uh, time assessment that you performed, you'll also if you take a look at that, you'll begin to understand. Oh, I did most of my work, uh, the best work between 11 and 12, or between 11 and mm-hmm. 3. Then you'll you'll understand what your productivity cycle is you know and and it's really important so if if your productivity cycle is between 11 and 3 you put the most important tasks between 11 and 3 you know it just it begins to make sense so um i don't know if we want to kind of review a little bit or or just keep going
1: i think we should keep going cuz we're coming near to the close of this of this session
2: okay all right so after you learn your productivity cycle i think one of the, the, the most important things that I think is so overlooked Especially if you want to be successful And be an entrepreneur You have to what I call Take time out And, I, and you're like what take time out Well we were just talking about putting time in I know we were talking <laughs> about putting time in <laughs> But taking time out is really critical So you have to schedule In your day Times to, to rest And take breaks You can't just grind, 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 grind straight through and think you're going to have uh, the the most efficient and effective outcomes. You have to schedule breaks. It's important. Um, You have to take time just to reflect. So, you know, again, some people meditate, I take my time to walk. You have to take that time. I also schedule in, and, and I try to stick to it. My wife and I, once a month, we go to the spa, You know, it's important for us to just take time and say, we're not going to work today. We're not answering the phone today. We're not doing anything. We're going to go, and we're going to relax and recharge so that we can be more efficient, you know, through the rest of the week. It's important that you vacation. And a vacation doesn't have to be expensive. I think some people misunderstand that idea of vacation and think it has to be, you know, this international trip uh, where you spend thousands and thousands of dollars and you know there are a lot of very inexpensive local trips that you can go on um if you drive or if you even if you took you know a a bus or a train just to get away from your normal environment so you have the opportunity to to recharge, relax, and go back into it you know much more effective and efficient so you know I think those are those are the things that are you know really important in terms of time management and timing and will give you really your best outcomes.
1: Wow, Haru, you you just—it's like you jump into my mind when we're doing these shows, and you just know all the points to hit. I'm gonna ask you again—you know—within with, the next few days, when when you have a moment to just pop, push those um, resources in the inbox, because what I'm gonna do is create a page on our on the Keys website um for you and all the things that you offer so that our listeners can have a one stop location where they can always go as they're re listening. And I'm so grateful that these shows are recorded. You can all listen to the archives, um, as fast as my little hands can take these notes. I know that I'm I'm missing a lot. And um that point number four for the big time wasters on that, that whole concept of time thieves um, you know it's it's very important, and I I want to share because I know that a lot of people, when they go into business and their business is based at their home, you you decide you want to do that and you just jump into it, and 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 many like myself didn't really have a plan and didn't understand, or didn't have a concept of time management. So what would happen is people knew that I was working from home, and they would just drop by. They wouldn't even call. <laughs> They would they right. would just go to the window. This is when I was living in Brooklyn, you know, a two-story apartment, mm-hmm. and they would come in front of the window and just go, Rafika, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come to the window. <laughs> and all hours of the day. And um, so knowing when it's a, it, it's a uh, good time to connect and when it's not a good time to connect and then how to – sort of begin to shift people into respecting that this is no longer just the pad, it's now an office and we have office hours. So one of the things I did um, years later down the line is um, I scheduled time in the morning and between 8 a.m. that's after I would drop my son off to school and as I'm going home between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. that's the time when I would connect with friends, and sometimes I would just have to leave a message to tell them, can we talk on Friday? But that was my time to just sort of catch up with life and, and check in with friends and family. Not always did I, when I made the call, not only not always could I connect with somebody, but at least I left a message to say, listen, can we talk? And then um, I put do not disturb on my cell phone. I've been doing that for the last, I think, three months now. So that I don't hear a ding, nothing, nothing about that phone attracts me after 9 p.m. at night. Right. I just don't answer it, and even with conference calls, because that's the new thing, um, that's the new time consumption. We got to have a conference call. You know, we're we're at our home and we're in the convenience of our home. But that's the key, the key thing. You're in your home. You're with your family and you can't have all these intrusions especially if you're working a 9 to 5 job or you you've set strict business hours so that when you when you get off work you have a, maybe a 3 hour window where you're going to sit with your family, you know, take care of your home, check your children's homework, check in with your children. You can't you can't be on conference calls. It's it's not Good time management, and eventually, when you start to look at it like that, you're going to see how intrusive these things really are.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I, you know, I, I think you know it, it takes it takes a while. You know, as a, especially when you're you're a new entrepreneur, and um, especially with a home based business, it, it takes a while to make that transition um, to understand that. A business has to have its own time. It has to be nurtured, just like the child. Your child has to have its own t- its own time and be nurtured. Your business has to have that dedicated time uh, if you really want it to grow and and be uh, what you want it to be. And you know, I think that goes back to again respecting time. Your friends didn't necessarily respect the business. Um, you didn't have a healthy respect for what it took to run the business necessarily. And so uh, again, we we try to mix and mingle. Time, but it, it goes back to timing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. this, this this timing that you have to be with family, and this timing with that you know, your business has to be uh, given, um, or it's not going to produce the outcomes that you want. It, it becomes a big waste.
1: Yes, yes, and you don't see that in the beginning. You don't see it when you're in the mix of it, but when you look back and you try to figure out, well, what happened? Right. And, again, their concept, does time fly? (laughs) Like you said, well, if it does, (laughs) where is it flying to? Where is it really going? (laughs) Right. So we still have a lot of callers on the line, and no one has pressed the number one um, on the keypad. James, did you want to um, add, add anything before we close?
4: No, I think we have hit so many key areas in terms of time and timing and, you know, just the the respect that we have to um, take a little time for ourselves to really plan our day out. It's, it's, it's ultra critical. And I think at the end of the day, you have to assess, like you talked about the assessment, you know, um, look back at that day and see, did I hit all the points? Did I do all the things I needed to do? And if so, great. If I didn't, why did I not make those things happen? Why couldn't I have uh, been more efficient or more effective with my time? And once we do those assessments, we can take that into our, um, you know, our rest period and come back the next day and, and do it better, you know. So we have to learn to respect time. It's the most valuable commodity that we have. And, again, it's like he said, the time is the currency uh, uh, it, how, brother please help me with it But I, I, I've I made my own saying of the, out of it <laughs>
2: That's okay It's the currency of the 21st century
4: It's the currency of the 21st century I love it I love it And um, well like with all shows I listen to them uh, At least two to three times So that I can really um, You know Master At least something That you've given us over the air and incorporated into my life. So I am, I, I ask everyone who are, who's listening to do the same because you're only adding value to your time, uh, value to yourself, and uh, that's what it's all about, self-improvement and, um, you know, prospering. So thank you once again, my brother. You always do an excellent job. I, I look forward to always hearing what you, you – because you come so well prepared, and I think that's <laughs> – a testimony to respecting your time and respecting the time of those who are listening to you.
1: Now, Thank I you. think this is a great time to, for Haru to give out his contact information and also talk about the next two workshops that's coming up in the series and give out the address and um, extend the invitation to the Keys family.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm having a workshop. Well, if the snow permits, this Sunday uh, from 2 to 4, 2 to 4, 2 to 4.30. I'll give you a little extra. Um, it's called Insider Secrets to Financial Freedom, and that's going to be in Brooklyn at 216 Green Avenue. Uh, you can go on my Insider's Group page, and the event is there. Um, it's also on the Keys 107 page, but you can uh, send me an email, if, you, if you're not on Facebook, to haru, H-E-R-U, at insidersgroup.com, and just let me know to reserve your seat, and I'll hold a seat for you and any guests that you might have. So I'm doing Uh, one this Sunday and the following Sunday, which I believe is the 31st. So the 24th and the 31st, I'm doing free workshops, and I'm telling you they'll be packed with immediately usable information. Um, I always promise people at the beginning of my workshop, if you don't make money by the end of the week, then you did something wrong, because I'm going to tell you ways to make money immediately, Uh, whether you've had no experience uh, in wealth development, whether you've never been an entrepreneur, whether you've never been an investor, I make it simple. I break it down. I give you the resources. I give you way more than you can stand. So make sure you bring something to take notes with because um, I won't hold back. And, again, you you know anything that, that you walk away with, you'll be able to use immediately. So unlike some of the other places that tell you what to do, I'm going to tell you what to do and how to do it because it doesn't take a dime out of my pocket to teach you how to do it. As a matter of fact, like I said, it creates great relationships and oftentimes, people when I share with them how to make money, we usually come back and make money together at some point. Mm. So, um, you know, make sure you, you you get off the couch. I know it's hard, but schedule it into your your time um, that this is something that's important for you to do. And I, I again, I promise not to waste your time. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll put out a statement on the air. If you feel I wasted your time, I will buy your dinner that day. I will give you twenty five bucks. You <laughs> get a nice little cheap dinner if you think I wasted your time. But I guarantee <laughs> you, it would be. I guarantee you it would be the most impactful, powerful financial workshop you ever attended. Whoa. <laughs> well,
4: listen, listen, we do have a caller or two on the line that want to ask a question. Jay, if you can hear me, um, please uh, come on the line and, and ask your question to our brother Haru.
2: Okay, uh, I'm gonna ask right fast. Uh, sorry for late waiting so late. I know that's bad since we're talking about time. But uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I just wanted to ask you, brother. Uh, do will do you ever live stream your events, or do you put record them and put them on DVD so people that's not in New York can buy them, and you know we could have them or anything like that? Well, I, I've done. I've done. Stuff like that in the past um I am actually I have a meeting Friday, this Friday interesting with a group of people um who I will have put that together because I personally am not a tech guy, and for me mm-hmm. to try to figure it out is is not a good thing, but I actually do have a group of apprentices that that work for me that um well actually that's one of the tasks for this for twenty sixteen is to have more live streamed uh, events. And you know, I think the inspiration for it really for me was this program because I've gotten so much positive feedback from people outside of New York um, that you know I feel that I have to do it. So mm-hmm. definitely um, this year, you'll be able to access quite a few uh, events that are free uh, that I'll be sharing. You know, by probably by internet. Um, All right, what's your Mark, name, Jay? He- Nick
1: no. Uh, what's your name? Jay. Jay, we um yes, are, all of the shows that we do with Haru and on the Keys 107 Network are recorded. They're archives. You can listen to them via the Keys 107 Network website, or you can listen to them um, on iTunes, or you can listen to them through radio dot com slash the Keys 107 Network. Um, these shows are also downloadable. So, you we are mobile, you can take us anywhere and listen to us anytime, um you know, and feel free, feel free to take advantage of this great body of work that we're presenting to you.
4: yeah, uh, we do have another call on the line that like to ask a question or make a comment, uh sister Mecca, are you online?
5: Yes, I am
2: uh, greetings, sister.
5: Oh, yes, greetings, ma'am <laughs> um Haru, how are you?
2: I'm good, thank you. How
5: are you? Good, I am good. I have a question and a comment. Um, my comment is, um, in the past, time management was really um, easy for me because at that time, I, I my son was younger. So, of course, you know, you have to get him to school, do this, do that, homework, uh, dinner. However, now that he's a college student and out the house, I am so lost. So, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So it's good to hear that it's still a learning experience. Like it's an everyday challenge that we have to work at to overcome. So um, that was my comment. Now my question is, where are you going to be out on the 24th? I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. I missed
2: a question.
5: The, the 24th, oh. are you going to be somewhere in New York on the 24th?
2: Yes. I'll be in New York, yes.
5: Okay. So are you are is, you in New York? I am I am in New
2: York. Yes, it's gonna be two sixteen Green Avenue. Um that's in Clinton Hills, Brooklyn. Okay. Two sixteen Green is it's it's, it's uh, near the corner of Grand Avenue, Green and Grand. So I've a, a, a conference space there and an office.
5: Okay. And what are the ages that you would suggest be at this event? Do you think that this is an event just for professionals? Or no, not. Or do you think one of a, teen, um, like a 13-year-old and up can attend?
2: Well, I, I mean, I've had people bring their children. I think, you know, the younger you expose them, you know, the better if they're interested. You know, it's not going to be something that a 13-year-old who's uninterested will just say, wow, this is great because it's, it's really geared – towards adults. Um mm-hmm. but I've had young young people, teenagers who are really excited about the information. So it depends I mean you know your child. Um if your child is is excited about making money. I mean I started my my children young. Um my my oldest son um used to come to my office all the time from the time he was probably about twelve or thirteen, you know, so and he's in college now he's a business major. So it depends on the child, you know, you know your child right. but you know definitely, you know, he's welcome, or he or she is welcome to come.
5: Okay, great.
1: Thank you. Well, I think we we can welcome um, Jay and Mecca to the Keys 107 family, and uh, we're so grateful that you took a moment of your time to tune in to us and listen to this life-given teaching today on time management. Um, Don't want to belabor it any longer, but it is just so critical to really get a grasp of your time, and don't be afraid to just tell people, listen, don't call me after 9 o'clock. Let's talk in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had some requests in the last show um, to play the Ernie Smith song that we debuted here on the Keys 107. That single, Winner, is has been released and is doing extremely well in South Africa, and we're just waiting to take care of some uh, legalities and formalities before we launch Ernie J. Smith here in the United States with that album that we've been talking about for quite some time. So we are going to close with that song today, but as we told our new friend Jay, you can listen to all of our archive shows on iTunes, just search for The Keys 107. You can listen to us on The Keys 107 Network website. There is a player that lists the last four shows. Or you can just tune in to com slash Keys 107 and you can see our archives. We have over 500 shows that we have um, produced over the years that we've been together. And I think we were touched on three years already here at the Keys 107, and we're just very proud of that. We open doors to endless yes. possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. Love, so I am Rafika. Happiness. I'm and ready I'm Brother to close.
4: James, And I would say start on time and end on time, and then you'll show <laughs> a little bit of respect for time. Peace and love my family. And thank you again, Brother Haru.
1: Thank You're you, welcome. Haru. Here's You're Ernie welcome. J. Smith in WENA, W-E-N-A. Also, I I just want to make an announcement that um, Haru, next show in February is scheduled for February 25th, that's February 25th, Haru will be back and we'll shape that topic and send that information out to you as soon as we can, okay, this is it. Good night.
3: Every time I hear you I feel fire burning in my soul. It's like music when I hear you. Darling, your love is all I know. You want to be so amazing, such a blessing in my life. I don't know what I do without you. Your love turns so bright.